Welcome to another episode of Bitfinex Talks. I'm your host, Ricardo Martinez, and today my guest is Paolo Arduino, CTO of Bitfinex. Paolo, how are you today? Hey, hey, Ricardo. I'm great. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for coming on the show, Paolo. My first question for you is Bitfinex was the major sponsor in partnership with Galois for the Adopting Bitcoin 2022 conference, which just took place in San Salvador. What were your biggest takeaways from the conference? The conference was, um, I think, incredible, right? And not just for me, I, all the people I'm talking to, they were so excited. It's quite rare to have a conference that is so focused on Bitcoin, education, you know, uh, Lightning Network, uh, education, uh, showing how Bitcoin is being used in El Salvador, so in the developing countries, but also around the world, without all those boots that try to sell you something that was tr that trying to sell you some uh, altcoin and so on, right? So, for once, we had a conference that was really focusing on the important things: Bitcoin adoption and how it's going, what we can do to help, and um, you know, you could meet many companies, many single man band developers building some crazy stuff on top of Bitcoin. So I think that was a refreshing um, opportunity for, for Bitfinex to participate to such a conference and being a uh, top sponsor. After being on the ground in El Salvador, what were your impressions, both of the country itself and adoption under the new Bitcoin law? So first of all, I was super excited to be in uh, personally in El Salvador. I didn't know what to expect was really beautiful from a point of view of nature great food we had uh, pupusas we went to um at zonte uh, also there um amazing uh, seafood so you know that that's really important to me um eating eating well it's the basically the only thing that i do in my life apart from uh, coding and working so um for the rest i think that uh, really we had the opportunity to see how Bitcoin was used from, you know, uh, Bitcoin Beach, El Zonte, but also in the streets of, uh, of San Salvador and, and surroundings, you know, in the hotels and so on and so forth. So uh, when it comes to the country, great, um, you know, great place to be. Uh, I really want to uh, go back. Um, weather, um, really one of the best weathers around the world that I ever experienced. Know, warm and, and, and dry and uh, but for the rest I think that is you know I can see why Bitcoiners want to all to go there is um, seems like the land of opportunities for for Bitcoin at the conference Bitfinex had two big announcements the first of those announcements was Keat, the decentralized and private messaging and video chat app why did Bitfinex decide to unveil Keat at the conference this year so with um, you know, with uh, Bitfinex, we have been always um, into the Bitcoin world, right? Since almost the beginning, uh, 2012 was the start of Bitfinex, and since then, is this year is our 10 year of uh, of practice, and uh, of course, it has been so exciting, and we learned a lot. We also learned that uh, financial freedom is critical, and thankfully. Uh, Bitcoin enabled that for, for every one of us. Uh, Bitcoin is um, the perfect decentralized monetary network, unstoppable. So that creates opportunities for everyone to build 
services to access financial services in a fair and democratic manner. But uh, we also realized that uh, uh, for the same reasons that uh, Bitcoin was born, that was um, freedom, simply put, there is uh, another part of freedom that uh, nowadays is always in the news, that is freedom of speech, and has been extremely neglected for the past uh, several um, decades. The most important aspect of um, of uh, a company like Bitfinex that is, um, has been lucky to, to stick around Bitcoin for so long time is that we realize that we are in charge or what we are one of the companies that should protect the ethos of, of Bitcoin. And uh, since uh, Bitcoin showcase how you can using existing technology and using existing you know, um, cryptography, because the uh, technology that allowed Bitcoin to be built uh, dates decades before the creation of Bitcoin, we also uh, wanted to do something similar, but devoted to freedom of communication. Nowadays, we are seeing how Twitter is kind of in danger because um, many parties, many political parties are not happy on how uh, Twitter could become increasingly a platform for freedom of speech. And the problem there is that we realize that uh, Twitter is centralized. And since the Twitter is centralized, freedom of speech could be still hammered down um, and uh, denied to many. And uh, with um, Keith, we wanted to demonstrate that we could build an amazing user experience, um, an amazing uh, product, application, consumer application, that would be accessible to many uh, and that would allow many to have access to um, video calls, audio calls, text chats, fully in, in a peer-to-peer -peer fashion. means that we build a product that bypass entirely intermediaries like data centers, like uh, someone else's server. As Bitcoin was created to remove intermediaries, uh, that are financial intermediaries. Keith is built to remove big tech companies as intermediaries for our day-to-day -day communication. So we feel like Keith is uh, the perfect, um, the perfect example of uh, a parallel technology that is necessarily is a fundamental for freedom, but is not is not about the money. Is about sending messages. Is about talking to your friends, family, co-workers, right? Or anyone random on the internet without everyone listening, without uh, anyone, you know, taking advantage of the content you create. So I, I recommend everyone to go on keet.io, K-E-E-T.io and give it a try because it's a beautiful product. It's based of fully on uh, open source tools that we developed over the several years. All right. Cool. The second major announcement was the presentation of Bitfinex's Freedom Manifesto. Can you describe what the Freedom Manifesto is? The manifesto is a way for Bitfinex to write down in a clear uh, form, in a form that is durable, you know, over the next decades. What is our mission? What we think? the mission of companies like us should be, right? Bitfinex 
you know, of course, is a private company, but now is uh, really entangled with the uh, ethos of Bitcoin. So we believe that the mission of Bitfinex is the mission of Bitcoin. So bringing financial freedom. In order to do that, you have to devote resources to uh, education, resources to adoption, to building infrastructure, similar to what we um, showcased in El Salvador. And we wanted to create uh, this, this manifesto so that other companies could understand our point of view and could join us in the effort. Because too many times happens that there are companies that are in this space, in the crypto space, to make an extra buck. But that's, that's not us. We think that it is important to not forget our history in terms of you know, Bitcoin history. Don't forget our roots and fight for, for financial freedom and fight for adoption because we are still early. It's still the early stages, right? right? Bitcoin is for us is not about the price, but it's about adoption and creating a, an alternative financial system that will support all the people in that all the people in all the communities that live in areas where the banking system gave up on. In the Freedom Manifesto, you stress the importance of using decentralized peer-to-peer technologies. Uh, both for the pursuit and for the defense of personal and financial freedom. Why is this so important? Should be free. Technology should be open source. Um, Without open source technology, without open infrastructure, the evolution of mankind will be much um, uh, slower. So Bitcoin enabled a revolution that would not be possible without full open source access to its technology and to its, its monetary network. So, you know, creating closed systems will still allow the richer to enrich more and will keep cutting out to the poor, the poor part. I believe that is important to play on a, an even playing field. And that's why we want to focus on openness, on transparency, on, um, on open technology and infrastructure and networks. In the Freedom Manifesto, you declare that we believe that cipher does not equal crypto. Can you explain the difference between the two terms uh, for our listeners, please? Yes, of course. Um, we we hear a lot the term crypto being used to announce, advertise the next cryptocurrency, the next blockchain that is miraculous that solve all the illnesses of this uh, world. But really, we have to think about the deeper meaning of uh, that term. And actually, we should, and we wanted to find another term that would represent better our ethos. And the Bitcoin industry, the Bitcoin world, was created by cypherpunks. So activists, um, geeks, computer scientists that all together built over decades technologies that then came together to build Bitcoin. And um, that's something that, uh, you know, the, the aspect, the activist pas- uh, aspect, the freedom aspect that is, you know, in, in embodied in Bitcoin is actually what, what matters uh, most. 
because without that, we wouldn't be able in today, for example, to discuss about an entire country like El Salvador that is seeking to push for Bitcoin adoption. So to me, the cipher term is a much better, more precise term in terms of history, in terms of ethos, in terms of vision than uh, crypto that has been extremely overused to describe you know, altcoins and, and other blockchains. In the Freedom Manifesto, you mentioned inspiration, not only from the cypherpunks, which you just covered, but also from Austrian economists. Why is this so important? Yeah, so the in in manifesto we wanted to really is a is a short manifesto, right? So is um is kind of a commandments uh, for us, and uh, you know the the ability to express freedom in such a or so many important um, concepts um, is um, sometimes is hard, right? So. For us, we, you know, from the outside, you know, it could look like kind of a marketing manifesto. And to me, that is the thing that, um, you know, well, for the people that know Bitfinex, you know, they know that uh, it wouldn't be true, right? They know how deeply we do care about the history of finance, the history of, uh, of, uh, of technology, the future of technology and the future of finance. So we wanted to make sure that people understand that we have a broader vision on, um, you know, on, on the financial world, on what led Bitcoin to be created. Because remember that the first transaction of Bitcoin transaction, well, the first block actually was created the 3rd of January, 2009, and had a clear reference to the 2000. Uh, eight, well, 2007, 2008 financial crisis. So I think that um, one of the most critical um, things that um, a company or in a group that really believes in a mission has to do is not forgetting about uh, history and uh, build on history, build on existing tech to deliver, um, to, to deliver the vision that really believes in. There's three important pledges in the manifesto. The first being a commitment to building open and peer-to-peer communication solutions, which will enable anybody anywhere pretty much to interact and transact freely online. Can you discuss this a little bit? Sure. So we believe that um, we, we demonstrated that with uh, Keat. Keat is a peer-to-peer communication app that enable everyone, wherever they are in the world, to have a smooth video, audio, text, chat experience. Uh, It enables file transfer and all these without any central server, without any relying on anyone else's infrastructure. So that is the first example. But also we can discuss about more examples related to finance, right? So financial freedom, this concept that I keep repeating, is all about creating tools that don't have intermediaries or cut the intermediaries to the bare minimum. So um, when we talk about creating an open peer-to-peer network is about peer-to-peer money, is about peer-to-peer communication, 
to get to end, of course, open source, to get to the concept of individual sovereignty that requires both financial freedom and freedom of communication. The second pledge is in support of the Lightning Network and contributing to making it the most accessible and efficient way to transact in Bitcoin. Why do you think Lightning is so critical for Bitcoin adoption? Look, Lightning is um, a tool that scale uh, Bitcoin. So Lightning is the first of the technologies or the scalability layers that we are uh, heavily supporting for Bitcoin. Actually, Bitfinex started support Lightning um, and have a full Lightning node uh, accessible to the public with deposit and withdrawals enabled in uh, 2019. So we were the top, the first top mainstream exchange to have that. So you can see how, you know, it is important for a company like Bitfinex and many others should follow our steps to support uh, groundbreaking Bitcoin technology. If there are no companies that support uh, Lightning Network or other cutting edge Bitcoin technologies, the progress will be too slow. Right. I remember in 2019, when we launched the first node, the first Lightning node uh, for Bitfinex, everyone was um, telling me how um, dangerous could be, how you know, unstable would have been our node and Lightning Network. But I can tell you that we di didn't have any issue since the beginning. So everything was smooth. Everything worked well. We support basically every single wallet that can integrate with us on using our liquidity. So, you know, more than just the specific reference to Lightning Network that is really important in our manifesto is to me is supporting scalability layers for Bitcoin and for communication. That is critical. So we have to be courageous. We have to be... Uh, strong and, and, and show support to these technologies because if Bitcoin companies will not show this support, no one else would do it for us. So we have to be at the center of our community and, 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 and guide them with, with our strength, with, with our passion and show them that this technology is made to last, is made to scale. In the manifesto, Bitfinex also declares support for educational initiatives. Why is education so important for Bitcoin adoption, in your opinion? So we hear a lot through newspapers that uh, you know uh, there is a lot of speculation on Bitcoin price, right? And but to me, that is more something more coming from Western mainstream media, right? Always looking at the price as if the price of Bitcoin would be the only reason for Bitcoin to exist. That's actually untrue. The reason for Bitcoin to exist is because it's hard money, is decentralized money, and can fulfill the needs of many people that don't have bank accounts. So it's important that through education, we explain why Bitcoin is critical, why how Bitcoin can be helpful for people, for, for businesses, for commerce, and so on. So if you don't uh, go through an educational process, you, don't, you cannot really cut through 
all the noise that is that you can find online. So it's important that really people grasp the history, the 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 beauty of Bitcoin, the importance for for the broader you know financial ecosystem and so on. Another key point in the manifesto is a commitment to privacy. Why do you think that privacy is so critical for personal and financial freedom? Privacy, for some reasons nowadays, um, privacy almost became a, a prohibited word or a bad word. And uh, that is unfair, right? Privacy should be um, a basic human right. So, you know, sometimes you hear people saying, well, but, you know, if you don't have anything to hide, why you are worried if your government is, is listening to you? But then why you don't put, let the government put in a microphone directly into your house? You don't, if you don't have anything to hide, why not doing that, right? So you can push that to the extreme. And so for us, you know, privacy is a line that, in the sand, that has been moved a lot over the last decades. And also, this line is, is really different across different uh, countries. For example, in Asia, there are countries where, you know, the privacy almost doesn't exist anymore. And in Europe, it still exists. So... Um, I think that what we want to build is technology that makes privacy not opinable anymore, right? On the communication side, everyone should be entitled to talk to their friends and their family without the fear of being listened to. Another topic that was discussed in the manifesto is the importance of cryptography for building these peer-to-peer -peer networks. Why is uh, cryptography so important in your opinion? So Cryptography is really important because it's that tool that enables uh, privacy, right? So make sure that uh, no intermediary can get access to the data you are transferring without uh, the consent of, uh, of the two parties. So simply put, is the most important technology that we have both in Bitcoin and in the communication. Another aspect of the manifesto is the focus on Bitcoin's permissionless nature. Uh, why is this so critical for building a new economic system for the future? Going back to the example of intermediaries, you know, if you have intermediaries, the intermediaries will have veto power over your wealth, over your ability to transact or communicate with others. So the importance of Bitcoin to not have intermediaries, to be fully decentralized is paramount, is, is really a, what it is what makes Bitcoin Bitcoin to me. Uh, earlier in the interview, you discussed inviting other Bitcoin companies to join you in signing the Freedom Manifesto. What's the response been like from other actors in the space so far? So we uh, have been in discussion with other companies that have similar or same ethos than we, that we have in Bitfinex. So we are excited to see many others looking at our, the way of, you know, our way of doing things, our way of, uh, of promoting Bitcoin and being, and we see interest in, in joining us in, in this process. So, you know, hopefully in the future, we will be able to announce some more formal, uh, uh, more formally companies joining um, the, the manifesto. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you feel is important for our listeners to know? Um, 
I think you have been extremely thorough. I really like the um, focus on really freedom, privacy, uh, and again, the what this means more uh, deeply, right? So again, what we are discussing for some reason is being considered a taboo and it shouldn't be, right? So freedom shouldn't be ever a taboo for anyone. Great. I think that's a perfect way to end the interview. Uh, Paolo, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join me and answer all my questions. Um, I think the interview went excellent. Thanks so much. Thanks, Ricardo. That was super good. It was super nice. Thank you very much.